0: The Leap Foundation proudly presents The Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times best-selling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey Dr. Bill, here. We have a very, very special guest for you. I will introduce you to Linda Van Kessler in a moment. I do want you to know that she has participated at LEAP at least four or five times and has been a mentor, but she's not just a mentor to LEAP students. She's a mentor to a lot of kids. And what we're going to learn today is how Linda has transformed herself from starting off by working at the White House at the age of 19 and learning different businesses That all culminated in her starting an amazing business and foundation with her husband later on in her career. So I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of an introduction to who Linda is, and we'll hit the roads running. The reason we do these Meet the Mentor videos is because every year at LEAP, students rank what they love the most at LEAP. And the one thing that wins year after year after year is the mentor workshop. What happens at LEAP is we teach students the skills to be successful in life. The program culminates on Friday with a mentor workshop where students are able to actually meet mentors from all walks of life. We have doctors and lawyers and firefighters and screenwriters and actors and actresses and you name it. And the students get a one on maybe five or six experience where there'll be six or seven students talking to these mentors. And Linda's participated in this several times. And they basically get to ask these mentors the secrets of their success, the challenges that they had to overcome in their career and and get some really great advice for how to be successful. That's what LEAP is about. We want to teach you how to be successful, not just in school, not just in a career, but really in life. That's what LEAP is about. We teach students things that no other program teaches. We, we have a whole program called How to Be a Gentleman where we teach eating etiquette, dating etiquette, job etiquette. Internet etiquette, by the way, <laughs> you need to follow that. And a lot of other things. So one of our favorite parts and the part that students love is this meet the mentor. And so we started doing this as a podcast and we've exploded. We're like number one in Yemen, number two in Iceland, number three in Finland. and We rank in the top 50 in 100 countries worldwide week after week after week. So it is with great pleasure that I introduce you to my friend, Linda. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Most eight-year-olds don't dream of working in the White House, but that's exactly what Linda Van Kessler was determined to do. And at the age of 19, she achieved that dream by becoming a staff assistant to President Ford at the White House. She did such a great job that after his term, he took her back to California with him, where she worked personally for President Ford and his wife, Mrs. Ford, as their press secretary. And she basically did all of their PR. After that, she spent 28 years working with Dr. Billy Graham in crusades around the world. Following that, Linda opened her own public relations, booking and management company in Beverly Hills, representing some of the world's greatest talent and authors. Today, Linda is CEO of Passion for Life Liquid Vitamins and Minerals and is Executive Director of Passion for Kids, a nonprofit charity that her husband founded before they had the vitamin company and then they work together on both of these. Linda's desire to share with you students how to set and reach the goal even when others say you can't. She has this really cool acronym DREAM that she'll talk to you about. She'll also inspire you on how to make everyday count for others by incorporating a cause that you're passionate about into your daily life, businesses, and school life, while learning how to make the media an ally in your efforts. Linda, it is with great pleasure that I welcome you to Meet the Mentor. How are
1: you? I'm great, Dr. Bill. Thanks so much for having me. It's wonderful, the work that you do. I just can't praise you enough. It's amazing.
0: Well, I'm looking behind you and it looks like you are a very busy woman right now.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) I got tired kind of listening to the bio. (laughs) Well, let's go back. I mean, so you're 19 years old. Mm -hmm. How did you get a job at the White House? I figured somebody ought to work there. Why shouldn't it be me? (laughs) When I was eight years old, that was my dream. I decided I was going to do that. Everybody patted me on the head and said, oh, how cute. She'll change her mind. And I didn't. And I left high school and I went right to Washington. And I started working um, in the Senate Watergate hearings, actually, on the televised hearings. But Uh,
0: how did that all happen? Like, I mean, did you just apply for a job? Did you know somebody like That doesn't just happen. You don't end up at the White House. Like what was, you know, what was the secret thing that we don't know?
1: (laughs) Well, going to Washington in the beginning was just strictly applying for a job, different senators' offices. And then I used that as a stepping stone there. um, Then the President Nixon left office and President Ford came in during that time period. And his um, chief of staff was Don Rumsfeld at that time. And I had campaigned with Don in New Jersey year, when I was in high school. I always loved politics. And, and um, I thought, well, you know, the congressman that I was working for at that time lost the election and I needed a job. And I thought, well, I don't know where to go. So I'll just contact um, Don Rumsfeld and see if he's got any ideas. And he got back to me and he said, yeah, we have some openings here at the White House. Come on over. And the day I was supposed to go for the interview, I walked outside. It was rush hour traffic in Washington, which you know, you cannot get a taxi. And out of nowhere came a cloudburst. I was dripping wet with no umbrella, got to the White House, soaking wet, dripped all over the carpets and made my grand (laughs) entrance.
0: What did you know about PR at that time?
1: Um, That was always something that was in my blood. Um, I loved trying to get the media as an ally in everything that I did. And I saw how it worked in campaigns. And um, so when I got to Washington, I thought, well, this is, this is a chance for me to learn from some of the best and um, you know, turn that into something later on, because not everybody achieves their dream at 19 years old. You have to have something to go to after that. So I started working with the with the PR end of things um, at the White House, and then it started to expand with with Billy Graham. And, um, you know, it just became something that was infectious to me. So you spent almost
0: 30 years doing this. Mm -hmm. Then you moved to Beverly Hills. You basically started your own company where you were working with some very, very prestigious and well known talent. Mm-hmm. From there, you decided one day you're going to start a vitamin company. Like, how does that even
1: happen? Uh, well, uh, there was a break in there. I, I got married and moved back to New Jersey where I was from, had my son. And um, about 20 years later, moved back out to California. And um, unfortunately, my husband passed away um, the second year we moved to California. And uh, three years later, God blessed me with another wonderful husband. And he had a very difficult childhood. Um, The Nazis took his family away uh, in Amsterdam during the war at age two and he was placed in a state-run orphanage, and he had very, very bad health. He was suicidal, and he always had an interest in vitamins and improving his own health, and he decided later in life that he needed a product that would work for him, and if it worked for him, he was going to leave it to the world as a legacy, and so that's how we started our vitamin company.
0: So... When you started your vitamin company, I'm sure everybody said, Linda, this is a great idea. You're going to kill it. You're going to make so much money. You're going to have the best time ever. They were super
1: supportive, weren't they? Oh, boy. Everybody looked at me and said, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you going into such a crowded space? You know, where um, you're just a little tiny piece in a big, huge, gigantic pie. So we said, you know, we will do what we can do. And um, my husband always said that a little orphan boy was given this dream and he was going to follow his dream as well. And um, so it wasn't too long before his dream, you know, really turned into my dream because I wanted it to succeed for him because he had had such difficult life.
0: And you built a very strong acronym with the word dream. Why don't you share that with our students?
1: Yeah, uh, oftentimes, you know, people will say, uh, try and talk you out of your dreams. And I always say, remember, the for the D in dream, the dream was given to you. It wasn't given to anybody else, it was given to you. Now that doesn't mean you don't listen for advice and you don't take people's opinions and things, but in the end, you are responsible for what you feel you should do with your life. And if the dream is yours, you go for it. You don't let anything stop you. And then the R is research. Just research everything you can about the niche you want to go into, research your competition, research everything that you possibly can. And then you go into it feeling a little bit more comfortable, um, you know, what's in the marketplace and what you're up against. And then the E is Expect failure and embrace it. It's going to happen. Don't let it just throw you to the point where you can't get up off the floor. You know, it, it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. Find a way to plow through it. And even if it's small baby steps, just do it one step at a time. And then the A is uh, always make it about others. When you turn your focus off yourself, and you make it about a cause or, or um, something that's helping other people. For an example, uh, with us, our vitamins started helping so many people. We got so much mail. And people saying, you changed our lives. And we're like, wow, who knew? You know, and, and so that makes you keep going. And then the M is make a difference in no matter what you do. Um, put a cause around it that's important to you because that drives you every day the days when you think you can't get out of bed, um, if you have something bigger than yourself that you're fighting for and that you're trying to support, um, it it just makes you get up. It makes you go forward no matter what. We have our children's charity and days, you know, when it's tough with the vitamin business where there are many and have been many, um, we said, hey, these kids in the United States are counting on us to support them and make a difference in their lives. So, we, we can't quit. It's, it's much bigger than us. So that's what I encourage everybody to do.
0: I love that. And I'll tell you something at LEAP. I always tell kids, I never fail. If I try to do something and it doesn't come out the way I want it to, I don't consider that failure. I consider that practice. And then I'll do it again and again and again and again and again if I have to until I succeed. But you only fail when you quit.
1: And you give up. So that. if
0: every time you try something, it doesn't come out the way you want it to, stop thinking of yourself as a failure and just realize that that's practice. Yeah. And I'm gonna correct something that we all believe is true. We've heard the phrase, practice makes Perfect. what? Perfect. Wrong. Yep. Practice <laughs> makes permanent love that, love that. Practice makes permanent. So when you are practicing, don't keep doing it wrong. (laughs) Learn, get coaching, find a mentor, which is what you're helping us do right now. Because when you practice the right way, then it becomes perfect. But practice makes permanent. And that's a big difference. And I think so many students today, get frustrated because they try something. It doesn't come out the way they want. They're like, "Ah, I failed. No, you did. You just learned something. You know, perception is reality. And you need to change your perception of things as not looking at that as failure, but as practice. When you guys started up your vitamin business, and I know this happens in every business people start, there must have been one huge catastrophe that happened sometime early on where you thought this is going to fail. Tell me what that was, but more importantly, how did you overcome that? Because, you know, kids listening might now go, might say, ah, I'm never going to go in the vitamin business. Okay. Business is business. Right. Whether you're selling vitamins or teeth or shirts or pants, whatever it is, Business is business. So give us an example of something that happened early on that could have been a real, you know, deal breaker for you that you guys were able to navigate through and, and, you know, conquer.
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of those, but one that really almost derailed us um, emotionally, physically, financially, every way possible was... um, about the second year in, we had some people come to us and they said, we love your product. We have a big track record, um, with building companies and we'd like to partner with you. And, um, we're like, well, I don't know, you know, but they did have good credentials I must say. Um, but I didn't feel something right about it. And my husband said, you know, let's go for it. We need all the help we can get. And so we went for it. And, um, they tried to steal our business. And um, we basically had to start completely over. Um, It was just a horrific time for us. And it was so easy to say, you know, that's it. Why do we need this? You know, my husband was in his 60s at the time reinventing himself. And um, I had been retired. I always say I was retired till I met my husband and now I'm just tired because we're always doing things with the vitamins and the the charity. But the thing is, one thing I say is trust your gut. You know, if you feel something is not right, it's not right. And until it proves you wrong or the person proves you wrong, don't feel like, you need to be pressured by other people into something that you don't feel comfortable with. It's your business and it's your dream and you've got to take care of that. That's That was given to you for a reason. And so, you know, looking back now, um, we learned a lot from it. We got a lot stronger from it, but what we learned from it was we were gonna do it ourselves. No more, no more partners, no more anything. We were going to take control of our business. And um, from that moment on, we started doing really well. Um, You know, we, we get team members that come in to help on certain things, but nobody owns it. Nobody is a partner. And that for us has proved very, very effective. Not for everybody, but, you know, especially when you're early on, you're looking for easy ways out and easy ways to succeed. And people can talk a very nice game to you that seems very very enticing and just be careful of those kinds of things
0: that's really really great advice you have been a mentor at leap we figured four or five times yeah and i asked you you know earlier yesterday you know what are some of the common questions that students ask you? And maybe you can share one or two of those because you've done this for hours on hours and you know what kids want to know. So why don't yeah. you lead off with the the probably the most popular thing that students ask you when you're mentoring? Uh,
1: the most popular thing, uh, at least for me, is how do I start a nonprofit? Uh, which I'm very always happy to hear that, you know, when 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 young people come out with that statement you know that that's a good sign when their hearts in the right place and um they say you know we don't know where to start i said we didn't know where to start either you know what go down the street go through your neighborhood find people that need help that's where you start you don't need tons of money you don't need um you know the backings of big corporations at this point just start and get a base get some supporters around you and make a difference. And it will start to grow, it will start to come to you. But people so often say, well, we need the structure around us, we need a 501c3, we need, you know, we need thousands of dollars, we can't do it. Oh, that's so wrong, in my opinion, you know, you can do it, everybody can do something. And you start where you are, and you start how you can. I love that, Linda, you know,
0: I always tell dentists, Pick one patient, one patient a year, go to the battered women's shelter, you know, go to a homeless shelter, go somewhere where people are trying to improve their life where, you know, well, for me, it was easy. I I went to the battered women's shelter and there were women there that were battered and beaten so badly that their teeth were knocked out. And you go through a whole rehabilitation, and now you're ready to enter the workplace, who's gonna hire you with no teeth? Yeah, Not easy, you know? So, you know, and I tell Dennis, look, you don't have to give hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, take one patient, Right. Just fix one patient once a year. If every dentist in America did that, there's almost 150,000 dentists in the US. What a difference that would make. Yeah. So I love what you're saying. Start off small. When yeah. you get to a point where it makes sense. Yeah. Then you file for a 501c3, yeah. a nonprofit corporation. And, you know, and, and that's what we did with LEAP.
1: Yeah.
0: you know. Every business that you start, I love the fact that you guys started your business and that you preach to students to have a cause and have a, a charity. You know, I started Discus Dental with with my partner, Robert Heyman. And, you know, we invented Zoom, not Zoom video conferencing, <laughs> Zoom tooth whitening, the wrong Zoom.
1: Okay. But,
0: you know, Robert grew up in a very, very wealthy family in Beverly Hills. I grew up in Granada Hills, not so wealthy, but his family was very philanthropic. We weren't because we had nothing, you know, and I actually learned from him. And from the second Discus Dental started making money, we gave back and gave back and gave back. And what people don't realize is when you do that, your business grows. You do. You know, I mean, we didn't do it for personal gain. But, you know, together with Garth Brooks and the crown council, we raised $44 million for children's charities and all the dentists who helped participate in the smiles for life campaign became our best customers and loyal customers. And, you
1: know, when you give back, you attract the right people. You do. And it changes you. You know, it takes your focus off of you and your problems because you all you need to do is look outside and somebody's so far off worse than you are, you know? And, and so your perspective changes too. You know, you, you can deal and cope better with things, I think, and you, you give of yourself. And, and I find that I think we get a bigger blessing than the people that we try and help.
0: I agree. Henry Ford had a great quote. It says a business that makes nothing but money is a poor business That's right
1: it's true
0: yeah it's true the more successful you are the greater the opportunity that you have to touch other lives and that's what's successful
1: that is yeah and you're significant you're successful you're significant you're you're changing the world in your corner of the world you know, and, th- and that's what we always say too. you know, people, big corporations uh, we've gone to for support and they'll say, well, how many people is this going to help? And we said, well, we need a handicapped van for for one child who is, you know, close to death It needs to go to the hospital all the time. <laughs> and they said, well, that's not enough. You know, it has to be more people and we said well okay that's not our mentality our mentality is every child and every person deserves to have the best life they can have and if we can I help them do that you know i i would love to help all the children in the country i can't do that so i'm sorry it doesn't fit your corporate you know papers but for us that's the right thing for us to do because this child is important
0: i i agree 100 um you know, your, your husband is a Holocaust survivor and had a dream and he started his foundation before the vitamin company. Yes. When you started the vitamin company, you paired it with, you know, his foundation and you guys make a very nice contribution every day, year, um, to, uh, the passion for kids, uh, Mm um, project. How did you actually start the vitamin company? I mean, you were a publicist, you, yeah. you, what did you know about vitamins?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> I didn't even take them. <laughs> um, yeah. He studied, he researched for about 15 to 20 years from the time when he came to the United States because as I mentioned, he was in such bad shape, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. And he kept taking handfuls of vitamin pills that didn't help him. And he said, there's gotta be a better way. And then he realized liquid um, was a better delivery system. And at that time, there weren't a lot of liquid vitamins out there. And he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to research, I'm going to study. He studied all different products on the market and he put together a formula and he went to biochemists, bioengineers, medical doctors, nutritionists, worked together with them, came up with the formula. And then, um, you know, okay, so then we had the formula, what do you do with it, you know? How do you find the bottles? How do you find the labels? It's just, it's mind boggling when we look back now, I often say to him, if you knew everything that was involved in this, when you said, let's start a vitamin company, you know, we would have been scared to take the first step. But I think, I think God gives you what you can handle at the moment. So you take baby steps because if you knew what you know what what was ahead for you nobody would start anything you know so i think it's kind of a blessing that you don't know and you just take a step at a time you learn uh you know and and again research all you can but um that's what we did we just found one piece of the puzzle at a time and and started um marketing and we we got a thousand bottles and we on our own expense, send them all around the country to doctors, to professional athletes, to um, celebrities. We just, Philbin was having his quadruple bypass at the time. And we always liked him and watched him. And we said, my husband said, why don't we send him a bottle just with a nice note? We weren't asking anything. We just said, you know, we wish you well. A lot of people say, you know, our product helps build your immune system. So we just want to send it for you and wish you well. And about Five or six weeks later, we got a note from him saying, I just love this product. It's in my fridge. Well, he became a customer till he passed away and gave us many, many endorsements, um, you know, at no charge. And so, you know, those are the ways you build things and relationships. And
0: yeah, and you know that I'm glad you said that because. We, you know, every industry is different. When we started Discus Dental with our first product was not Zoom in office whitening. It was take home. It was nightlife. And we made this beautiful kit. This had never been done in dentistry before. All the the, the prior products were in plastic bags and not professional. We made a beautiful kit. Um, it, you know, it, 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 I mean, it looked like a cosmetic and, you know, it was packaged well and marketed well. And we thought, you know, we're going to give this to 100 dentists for free to try. Well, what we learned was when you give somebody something for free, it has no value. It's true. They didn't try it. That is true. I mean, when we would call them up and say, hey, how, how what? they're like, oh, well, yeah, they, they, they didn't use it. Yeah. And we're sitting here scratching our heads, scratching our heads, out of the blue, all of a sudden, our phone starts ringing off the hook. We're getting 10 orders, 20 orders, 50 orders. I'm like, what the heck? Well, there was a man named Woody Oaks. Woody had a dental magazine. Now, this was back in 1990. He had a dental magazine that went out to I don't know, thousands and thousands of dentists. Would he like to try new products that came to the market? And then he would evaluate them. We didn't know Woody from a hole in the wall. And apparently he saw our product, tried it, loved it, gave us a raving review, and literally our products are flying off the shelves. That first year in business, from zero, we did two million dollars in sales oh, gosh. the next year we did 4 million 8 million 16 million we grew and grew and grew until we plateaued at about 76 million oh. and then a miracle from heaven came i got put on abc's extreme makeover and that year our sales because of the exposure we got jumped from 76 million to 101 million then $136 million, And the third year I was on the show, we did almost $200 million in sales.
1: Oh, my gosh. But the thing that made
0: it successful for us was we took all this and we built on it. The two mm-hmm. things I tell kids at LEAP, number one, don't wait for opportunities in life. Make them. Make them. You can sit there and wait until you're gray and old and nothing's going to happen. You gotta make opportunities happen. And number two, when you do get an opportunity, don't take it. Master it.
1: That's great. That's that's so true. When
0: ABC put me on extreme makeover, dentistry, yes. TV, no. <laughs> I stunk. <laughs> I was horrible. Well, if you watch the first few episodes, they should have fired me. But I was smart enough to know how bad I was. So instead of stinking, I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting. I learned how to be the best me that I could be on TV because I didn't want to get fired. Yeah. And look what happened as a result. Our company exploded.
1: Yeah. So Mm -hmm.
0: I love your story. I love how you took the dream the d i love how you then r research i love how you then e expected failure practice and got through it i i I love your whole story and today you guys are running the successful company let me ask you this what's next
1: well eventually we want to have a nice exit out of our uh vitamins so that we have more time to spend with the charity because that's really close to our heart, and uh, my husband's almost 80, and um, that's how we want to spend our years now. I mean, we love children, and we have four, four little grandchildren of our own, and um, that's, we really want to focus on that a lot more than we have the time to right now.
0: That's awesome. Linda, if people want to find more out about you and your company and your charity, where do they go?
1: Uh, you could go to Passion, the number four, life vitamins with an S.com. And our charity is Passion, the number four, kids, K I D S dot org. It stands for kids in desperate situations.
0: That's awesome. Linda, thank you so much. Um, I love what you're doing. I can't thank you enough for being so supportive of LEAP. Um, how old are your grandkids now?
1: The oldest is eight. We've got four, five, seven, and eight.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, in about eight years, you can send them to
1: LEAP. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Let and I hope some- you'll still be mentoring then. Yeah, I'll come. I'll wheel up in my wheelchair and mentor them.
0: <laughs> All right. So LEAP 2021 is going to be July 18th to the 24th. Um, Students who are listening, you can sign up now. Just go to www.leapfoundation.com. And uh, Linda, again, thank you so much. Dr. Bill,
1: over and out. Thank you so much.
0: To learn more about the LEAP Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the LEAP Foundation, on Instagram at LEAP Foundation, and on Twitter at LEAP Los Angeles.